And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. What's up, hustlers? Welcome back. This is Andrew Morgans here as today's host of Startup Hustle, covering all things startups, Amazon, e-commerce, marketplaces, advertising, media buying, you name it. Today, we're going to be talking about how to advertise more effectively on Amazon. And before I introduce today's guest, shout out to our sponsor. Today's episode of Startup Hustle is sponsored by Fullscale.io. Hiring software developers is difficult. Fullscale can help you build a software team quickly and affordably and has the platform to help you manage that team. Visit Fullscale.io to learn more. Vince Montero from Trivium Group, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> that was fun. Um, no, welcome to the show. Uh, Montero, actually, my first, like, honestly, a vehicle that I'm like, I have like this like dream vehicle. It's the Mitsubishi Montero because oh I God. grew up. I grew up abroad in Africa, and uh, you don't see it very much. I don't see it very much, at least oh, here dude, in the Midwest. Nice. Yeah, I, I, when that car came out, I didn't, when I'd say my name, I'd say I like the, like the Mitsubishi, but I had it first. Uh, I love it. We'll leave it at that. Uh, but when, in a war zone, uh, like in a crazy place, like we had a Mitsubishi Montero, and I could just – that was like my – my safety zone like awesome. in, the, in the Jeep. We couldn't be messed with, you know, kind of thing. So, <laughs> I love it. um, no, I've, I've, uh, I've always been wanting to get a kind of one of the classic ones and fix it up, but, um, yeah, do it, do it. <laughs> well, I'm super glad we're getting to connect. Like obviously Trivium is, uh, partnered with Marknology several times and yeah. well acquainted, but we have yet to get you on the show and, um, just super excited to introduce, you know, our guests to your story as well as, learn more about like, you know, how to think effectively uh, about sure. advertising on Amazon. Mm -hmm. um, let, let's go back even before e-commerce. Like I know you're there, you're there in California. Um, let's get back into your story though. Like, have you always been kind of entrepreneurial minded or business minded? Yeah. Like when did you first getting into entrepreneurship or, or business? Uh, off and on, I've been an entrepreneur for about 20 years, I'd say. Um, I've really kind of been lucky in getting in early into some uh, different fields. Uh, digital marketing, I've been in basically since 2005. Um, and that was kind of by accident. And I was, I was a bank teller at the time. And somebody was one of the people that were there said, hey, I have this digital marketing company. Come check it out. And then two years later, I, was, I launched their, uh, their office in the UK in 2007 through 2009. So um, digital marketing has really kind of been a, a big piece of my, my career history. So um, yeah, since 20, 2005. Uh, but then what were, you guys doing, what were you guys doing 05 so, to 09? So this is back in the day when like affiliate markets were, uh, like affiliate marketing was still brand new and the networks that were new, the connectors between the people that own the websites and people that were creating content. Like, like link share, commission junction. Yeah, I'll, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and my company that I was working at, what I went over, uh, you know, to the UK to launch was uh, co-registration co pages, co-reg pages. So if you remember back in the day, you'd be on a website, you'd, you'd complete a purchase, 
And then you'd see a list of other offers. And because we had already collected all the information for that purchase, it was really easy if the, if the shopper just clicked on the other offer. There might be 10 of them and they would just rotate yeah, through them. You'd pick them all and everything was pre-filled. Like there might be a couple of missing data points from the previous purchase, but basically it was a real easy way to like upsell at the end of a, a, a of a different, and these companies didn't, they weren't the same companies. Basically they partnered with us to create that listing page and then they'd share, you know, a commission to the owner of the the original website. So that's what I kind of launched in uh, in the UK back in the day. So I've I've seen the early days of display advertising, social media advertising. I worked for a very large uh, app company, so uh, mobile marketing uh, was what I was doing actually before uh, Amazon stuff. So um, it's funny. The only thing I never really dove deep into was SEO in general, but okay. then that's kind of all I do now for Amazon because it's basically just SEO within. The Amazon ecosystem, if you think about it from that so you're perspective. Co- you're, you're covering them all a little bit. now. So now I'm covering them all. So people are like, oh, yeah, did you do SEO? And I'm like, well, never on Google. But Amazon PPC is pretty much learning how to do SEO within within their ecosystem. It's just a massive I, search engine. I personally think like having that background and then coming to Amazon later is a better way to go than starting well, with Amazon expertise and going the other yeah, way. I, I was super lucky. Again, these, these things kind of just fell in my, in my lap. So I was working for a PR company at the time back in 2017. One of those clients was like, hey, I'm doing um, Amazon sale of PPC. I don't know what I'm doing. Can you take a look? Because I had been looking at and worked with so many ad tech companies before that, I was looking at the, I mean, this is 2017, the Amazon ads console. This was before the sponsored brands were even launched. It was just sponsored product ads. It'd been out like two years. Yeah. I figured that out in like a couple of days. I'm like, oh yeah, I can do this. And I started managing his, his PPC account 2017. He's still my client. Right. Um, and then word of mouth, he started telling people and then slowly within like within two years, right within a year, like all my clients were just Amazon sellers. And uh, so, yeah, I was early adopter of, I saw the headline search ad launch, which is now sponsored brands, um, all the different, all the sponsored display campaign types. Like I, I was, I've been there at the launch of each of those, which is cool. Cause then I was able to do like case studies. Yeah. I was able to launch certain campaign types, compare them against each other. Um, and then that's, uh, that's when Helium 10 p- picked me up. And then that, and that's a whole, and then that's a whole story. Okay. So, Startup Puzzle is not just um, Startup Puzzle is not just Amazon sellers or Amazon, you know, e-commerce focused listeners. Although a lot, a lot of people listening to my show are. Let's give a little background on Helium Ten. It's one of the, the yeah. larger players in the space. And for anyone listening that doesn't know what that is, let's give them a little context. Yeah, so Helium Ten is a pretty. It's probably the, one of the largest, um, most effective software solutions out there for people that are Amazon sellers, Walmart. Um, they're expanding into different areas as well, but they're really good for product research, keyword research. I still leverage them when I'm taking on, you know, looking at different accounts, seeing, you know, are they targeting the right keywords in their listings? Are they targeting the right keywords in their PPC? So, you know, having these kinds of tools to do keyword research, product research, ASIN research, really, really powerful stuff. And Helium 10 is a great company. It was there for, you know, almost three and a half years. And I built up their, their PPC side of their business. But yeah, if anyone is looking to get into, you know, either uh, the Amazon space or, or, or Walmart, those tools are really kind of second to none. Yeah. Uh, here at Martinology, at our agency, we definitely have, you know, uh, well, one, a partnership with Helium 10, but also just have used their tools, uh, you know, for a very long time as part mm, of our yeah. suite. We, we honestly dabble with almost every tool out there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
just to be able to keep everybody honest, but then also just be able to pull little things from, from each of these tools that are like, that they yeah. do better than the others, you know? Yeah. Some, some might do better than others. Uh, I've tested quite a few out there. hundred uh, percent. If you know, I know Mina's a big fan of data dive too. I like them as well. Um, so yeah, whatever works for you, but helium 10 is really good for, they're really good at training. And, uh, so for people that are, you know, really want to learn more, they've got a lot of content. I will say that it's one thing they did. They do probably better than any other software company out there is the training. Um, and that's what attracted me to working with them. And that's when that's one of the main things I'm known for. Uh, I used to have an, a show called tacos Tuesday. And so <laughs> even just at this last prosper, which I saw you at, and we were dancing with, uh, Isabella Hamilton at the yeah <laughs> at the last party. It was fun, um, but I hear I hear someone say, uh, "Oh, it's it's the tacos guy. It's it's Mr. Tacos." So my thing was all, and whenever I hear that, I'm like, "No, that's Mr. Tacos to you, right?" Or Sir Tacos. Listen, to you. yeah, Sir Tacos. And so now I'm launched with Trivium. I launched my monthly uh, PPC AMA, and now it's called Sir Tacos Tuesday. <laughs> okay, so so helium ten. So you you have like. So we kind of we kind of went in, in somewhat of the same path. I mean, I I've been doing um, Amazon and Ecom for twelve years now. So mm-hmm. my goodness, um, yeah, two thousand eleven, uh, really. You know, so was dabbling with Amazon almost four years before PPC came out. Oh yeah, before um, you so, needed it, before it was yeah. Like well, back in search terms were everything right. Like right. you know, uh, most most listings on Amazon didn't have trademarks or brand registry, so you. If you put the product up first, you could impact the keywords, but then if if not, you couldn't, you know, so uh, SEO was like, "Mm," but you could always like kind of change the back end search terms and like, yeah, were you using commas? Were you using plurals? Like, yeah. Were you doubling the keywords? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, and then it just started where I would like get, get some clients like through freelancer sites. And then they started referring me to others that like needed help because through the forums and happened very naturally like that. Um, I just went to build an agency instead of joining a team i think partially some of that has to do with location uh yeah just simply like where i am things like that so yeah, I, at the time i was 20 minutes from the helium 10 office so that's why they reached out to me actually it was proximity proximity right so here in the midwest it was just like there's nobody around here i think solozo eventually came out here oh uh, yeah at one point 2019 or you know something like that uh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but software company there's just not really community out here for the most right. part there's there's some big sellers there's some um some great brands but not really like a big amazon community and so mm-hmm. the way for me to grow looked like a little bit differently yeah. um but but not to spend too much time on it but you go from essentially like having a consultancy running ppc to getting hired by helium 10 to build up their their course their coursework or like the ppc tech at the time they didn't have uh the tech there was no software tool so they wanted somebody that was you know doing it um, and so that's why I came on board basically to build out their PPC side of their business, including the tools. So I, I luckily great team again over there, really good developers. So I just directed them and said, Hey, here's everything I'm doing manually. Let's create this in software. <laughs> so mm. luckily I had all the spreadsheets and things like that and the macros. So they were able to build it out and, uh, and then we iterated it. They, they bought, uh, they purchased Prestas on. They combined it with the platform I had launched, then Atomic was born, and Atomic is now what's what's still there at Helium 10. Uh, but they do a really good job of onboarding people, like how to really get the best out of the tool, which I, I had a, a part in doing. And then training and marketing, I, I kind of wore all hats, as you do as, as a, a 
a young company. You found it. You found it a software within a software. Yeah, know? exactly. And and I was the only, I was a specialist at that time, right? Um, and now that there's they have more people in there, but at the time it was just me. So I I kind of had to wear all the hats till the tool was built, and then even after that had to you know. Luckily, I was able to because I built built it into my contract. I maintained at least a handful of my clients. I had a bunch of clients before the intent. I knocked out a bunch of them, but then I held because the only way to really iterate on a software tool is to be stay in it. It's to stay in it, right? And stay and stay in the thing that you're trying to improve upon, which is the Amazon Ads console. So I was able to still a hand, you know, small handful of clients in the Amazon Ads console, and then okay, well, this is what's needed in the tool now that uh, is at Helium 10. So um, it kind of was the best of both worlds. I was really lucky to, to be able to do that, um, you know. And now I, I'm still able to. I still able to. I'm still able to do that. The content and the marketing training now. That's when Mina, you know, picked me up at the beginning of this year to say, "Hey, you know, you've done a great job with the content and marketing at Helium 10. Would you like to now do it for Trivium?" Yeah. No, I think it's an awesome. I think it's an awesome move for you uh, and Mina. Mina being a close friend of mine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just like. My sister and him are a lot alike. So my, a lot of people don't know my sister, Veronica, but she's she's been with me almost since the beginning of Marknology. Um, her background, she had a master's in engineering. Yeah, Her and Mina, you know, uh, yeah. you know, kind of communicate the same and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, you know. Fast and with numbers. <laughs> can be an awesome, like, executor, you know, and getting it done. But sometimes, like, educating to the lowest common denominator or, like, you know, can be difficult. Yeah, and I'm really good at say, seeing the spread, especially if I know the audience ahead of time, and being like, okay, this is where I need to to, to speak from and teach from. Um, and again, that's one of the reasons why why he brought me on. So I'm super excited to to be here uh, with you, you know, under under his banner. He's a great friend of mine. I've known him for you know a few years in this space. I think I'm pretty sure I was one of the people that told him he should launch a PPC agency. <laughs> so it's kind of so weird. So it's cool. I'm, you're like you're like I'll be there in a couple circle. years. Build it, yeah. build it. I'm, I'll be there in a few years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, build it up, and, and then then they'll come, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I love it. Well, I got some more questions for you before we do. Sure. Finding expert software developers doesn't have to be difficult, especially when you visit FullScale.io. We can build a software team quickly and affordably. Use the FullScale platform to define your technical needs, and then see what available developers, testers, and leaders are ready to join your team. Visit FullScale.io to learn more. Okay, so. We know that advertising effectively on Amazon is super important for success on the platform. Um, both of us being tenured, you know, Amazon consultants, uh, we know that the keywords in the listing matter. We know that the images and the content matter. Mm -hmm. We know that price point and, and, and reviews matter. These are all like dials, uh, you know, that are part of, of the ecosystem. Mm -hmm. Every single one of them being a live part of the ecosystem, in my opinion. Um, and to me, the advertising is not only what goes out there and gets sales um, and brings in new customers. It's also what validates everything else. Absolutely. Uh, mm -hmm. If we have a, educational content in the images, like we're selling a product that has some educational aspect to it, and uh, we're driving PPC that has those educational terms in it, or and those terms aren't converting, well, maybe we need to change the content. You know, mm -hmm. things like that. So they're very much they're very much related into what everything is going on, and one of the reasons why, you know, I've always harped, uh, you know, my years of speaking on PPC and all these different things is like mm -hmm. the software is a great tool, but you have to use it uh, in tandem with a human mind and a Absolutely. marketing mind. Absolutely. And so it's, it's the, you know, if you just set it on auto cruise control, it's not going to tell you these types of insights where 
hey, your images are not really reflecting what keywords are converting over here. It's not going to give you the whole picture. Exactly. Right? I 100% agree. Even, so, with the, even with the tool I built, I'm like, I will never say it's a set it and forget it type situation. <laughs> it just isn't. And I give, I'm honestly doing a talk right now where I'm talking about a brand launch I did with a single SKU brand um, over like 12 weeks of running the PPC and what I was learning and my takeaways and just like, mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't working well. And so we had to really just like, dig in and pivot and try different strategies and, and mm -hmm. you know, using advertising to do so. And so just taking people through the kind of my thought process doing that. Mm -hmm. So very top of mind for me. Let's talk about um, for our listeners. Let's talk about, you know, so how do you effectively advertise on Amazon? I think it, it comes down to a couple of things. One of them being your setup, how you originally mm -hmm. set up from the beginning. Why don't we, what, you know, why don't you share on that kind of like yeah, what, yeah. What, so, what, what, what one of your frameworks looks like? You know, I, I get common questions like that. You know, what I get tons of questions on BBC. The one thing that I want to say at the beginning is, and we kind of touched based on it. Mindset is super important. Mindset when it comes to advertising is, is important too. A lot of people have a mindset, especially if they're new, that they're going to launch PPC and just make a, a shit ton of sales. I'm like, not necessarily. And that's really not the point of PPC. The PPC is your commercial. It's your advertisement, right? So I like to tell people the most important factor is understanding what PPC is supposed to do, what it is and what it's supposed to do. If you come at it from that angle, then some other questions get cleared up. But, you know, again, I like to think of it as, you know, browsing when shoppers browsing, they're browsing a lot on Amazon now. They, they used to browse on Google and then go to Amazon. Now people are just browsing on Amazon and, you know, there's a two week pixel on two of their main campaign types. Why is that? Well, because people are taking longer to make purchase decisions. So they're, they're browsing. So the browser is getting better is what I feel yeah. like. I feel like it used exactly. to be a pretty poor experience. Yeah. And, and I like to, to tell, you know, the new, new people too. It's like the browsing is kind of the, the road that your PPC is the, the, the billboard on the side of the road as, as people are driving by and the better your billboard is or more, or more times they see it right? Because it's also repetition because they might not need it right away, but they see it again and again, they might remember you and then go in and type your brand name directly because they've seen it so many times. Like that is kind of the point. But once they're off the road, once they're done browsing and they get to your store, right? Or your PDP, your product detail page, it's really the store's job or the listing's job to actually make the the, the conversion. Uh, too often I see people trying to, to say that PPC is supposed to make conversions. No, no, no. The listing makes the conversions. So yeah, like you said, if your listing isn't set up hundred percent and it's a very simple thing, if your listing and price do not look as good, if not better than your closest competitor, you're not ready. So it's a very simple thing to do. All you have to do is figure out who your closest competitor is, look at their page and be like, oh, okay. And this even works actually for people that have been running for quite some time. I, one of my clients has a copycat product out there and the copycat product has a listing better than my clients. So they're like, oh crap, look at this listing. This is really appealing. Now we gotta, we're, <laughs> we're going to incorporate these things. So at, at beginning and then also continuously, especially if something like Continue. that, you got to be checking yourself against your, your competitors. So you can't you can't put lipstick on a pig and, and call it anything else but a pig, right? It's the same with PPC. PPC is not going to fix a broken uh, a listing, uh, bad images, uh, no videos, which is super powerful. I love talking about video. Um, wrong price point, right? So mindset number one is important around PPC. The other mindset issue that I think 
people cut, fall into the trap of is just not spending enough, right? And especially at launch, you have to be under, under of the mindset, I'm going to lose all the money that I'm, I'm going to not get, get any money from this PPC. I'm going to spend and make, your goal is break even, right? The last episode Mina was on, I, li- I listened to you, you said you set your make 700, but you spend 700. That's 100% ACOS. Like people need to go into it with the mentality of the correct target, the correct ACOS. Expectation, right. Correct expectations, also another big one. Like people come in and go, oh, well, I want, I heard that 20% ACOS is good. So that's my goal. No, 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 no. That's after tons of data collection. Like you can't optimize what you don't have. You got to pay upfront for the data. That means break even ACOS. Break even means knowing what you know some of your other costs are, things like that. But if you just want to say 100% A cost, I made 700, I lost 700, that's okay because you're in data collection mode. Then the longer you can do that, the better. Like that's another thing. People try to their data collection windows are too small, right? So they're like, oh well, I got this week's worth of data. <sighs> that's not enough. That's not and, enough. And especially. Budgets are another issue. Like you got to be in budget, right? That's what I was saying. You got to you got to put the right around in budget. Got to make sure your campaign is on twenty four seven at least two to three weeks, a month if you can really afford it. Like I like to tell people, just do it a month. Don't even look at it. Like you, if you did your PPC keyword research ahead of time, your ASIN research ahead of time, you you drilled down into the categories and said, okay, I'm going to refine the categories. Then let it run, and then yeah. see what, see what happens. Then after that, take that big chunk of data. Then that's when you optimize down to like a target ACOS. And you do the same thing. When you launch a new product, same thing. You start over again with that whole data collection mode because you might think that you know something, but you really don't know until you actually you really don't know. Data. Like, especially with you know the auto campaigns. Auto campaigns are brilliant because it just lets Amazon do all the work, which is also bad because it means there's a lot of stuff coming to it. But but getting information around around getting information around what not to do is just as important. Exactly, it, exactly. What not to do is just as important. So getting getting that data collection is number super important, especially when launching a, a brand new product. Even if you're a new seller or not a new seller, I'm saying if you're launching new products, data collection mode is actually is key. That's looking at PPC correctly, making sure you have you have the right budget, making sure your expectations for ACOS is correct. Like that, those are the kinds of things that. Um, really are powerful that if you just get those set up, you're going to have a, a, a great year. Stock is another thing, uh, which I know you and Mina touched on too, but making sure you don't run out of stock because that is, not only does it kill the algorithm, just the, the whatever, I don't want to call it basic algorithm, Amazon's algorithm, but it also messes up the PPC algorithm too. Because there, there's two algorithms. There's yeah. two algorithms running, right? You got the organic there's a queue, sales. there's all types of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, People don't often talk about that. If if you run out of stock, yes, it's bad in general, but it's actually super bad for your PPC. Like I, I used to, back in the day, I, I would say that a, a seller could be out of stock for like a month and then their PPC, it, the stock came back in, the PPC came back on and they were fine, right? Now it's like, no, you if you're out of, if you're out of the algorithm for like a week, it's almost like starting your PPC all over again. Not, not super that dramatic but almost right and it's hard it's, it's hard because it becomes almost like a, a a finger pointing type of situation right so a lot of times on the agency side like we're not in charge of the brand's stock or right. supply you know and so they're like look we fixed this we're back in stock we should be selling again well this isn't facebook this isn't 
I'm not saying it's exactly the same or whatever, but I'm just like, right. this isn't exactly the same. But that's where they're coming that. from because they're doing DDC, you know, direct to consumer on Facebook and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, you just turn that back on. That's it back. Okay, let's let's ship it out. Let's get it going. No, it doesn't work like that. This is like a that. system that all works together, um, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, and you want to you want to think that they're mutually exclusive, like these different, these different areas, but they're really they're not. not. That's why yeah, I like, yeah. you know, the well, reviews matter with the PPC. Oh, like if you get, yeah. if you get two bad reviews, your PPC might tank for a while. Like, yeah. Right. It could essentially conversion rate. These are the t- two newest reviews. They're bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if PPC, you don't have that many. <laughs> yeah. Correct. Right. So yeah. um, that's just an example of like, you know, um, all the little things that work together to, to mm-hmm. make that happen. And I think, you know, what you're calling as like data collection mode, we do this all the time. Uh, I, I would consider like a growth mode and a lean mode, right? Mm-hmm. So like at the beginning, you're in grow, grow, growth grow, mode. grow, 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 gather data, grow sales, figure out what what's, what can sell, even if it's one that's not sustainable, figure out what are all the keywords that can sell. Um, and mm-hmm. then once you've got all that data, you start leaning up. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, what, where, where can we cut the fat? Like, you know, exactly. uh, same thing in like personal fitness. A lot of times it's like there's, there's sure. a bulk mode where you're trying to put on some weight and then you, and then you try to cut it back. Right. And, and then maintain, um, how do I maintain? Maintain. Exactly. And I do the same thing in my business where like, we're growing, I'm trying all these different things. And then it's like, okay, of all those different things we're doing, which ones have some sticky to them or which ones seem like we're getting progress and let's cut the ones that are, you know, the, the lowest, the lowest hanging fruit. So, exactly. um, yeah. great, great, great insight on just like the mindset you need to have coming into PPC. Talk mm-hmm. to me about, you, you mentioned this several times, like, budget and spending enough and mm-hmm. then like you know starting over if you have a different asin or a different skew coming to coming to market so many times brands or sellers ask me well how much ppc do we need to start with right <laughs> and so for me it's always been this balance of like yeah okay i don't want to like tell them what i really want in regards to ppc spend because i don't want them to feel like this is an impossible mm-hmm. an impossible leap and i'm like mm-hmm. okay so technically if we get a little bit here we can we can prove concept and like grow it but it's obviously not the best case scenario how do you come up with essentially like you know a brand's launching with like let's mm-hmm. say less than five SKUs, five SKUs or so mm-hmm. is it is it per asin is it like by category type like what's your thinking around that yeah it, it absolutely is by category it's it's the product right how competitive is the product if you if you're launching a, a in a very competitive uh, landscape you're going to spend more if your product is super niche, you probably don't need to spend that much. So it really, that's when it, you know, that's when looking at, you know, uh, keyword research, search term research, looking at ad volume to see, you know, what what is actually uh, going to have a lot more competition than another product. That's where that. So I get asked that budget question a lot, and I, I, my typical, you're you're nicer than me. My typical answer is, how much can you afford, right? So <laughs> I don't, I tend not to give them a number really. Because and each client's different too, because it depending on their price point. So I, I wouldn't give the same answer to someone whose product is one hundred and ninety nine dollars to someone that's their product is twenty bucks, right? So it's it's really if you if you know what their margins are, which is a question that I often ask at, at the beginning, then you can kind of formulate a budget for them. But because it, it's really based on that, it's really based on what are their margins, how how long can they afford to go on one hundred percent a cost, right? And based on those conversations, we, we tend, I'll, I'll set up a budget, but I always go higher. So I always ask them for more than what I actually think it's going to um, spend. Cause that in that way, then it looks like I've done them. <laughs> I've, I've helped them out because I didn't actually spend the full budget that, that uh, I, I suggested that they do. But um, yeah, 
yeah, I don't want to give you like a certain like key number or anything like that. But I say that the most important thing is what's your margins and the competitiveness in the marketplace that should dictate. Uh, and then timing, knowing that you're going to have to run it for three weeks, four weeks. You, you know, if you're doing some keyword research, looking at uh, CPMs, average, you can average some CPMs by looking at Amazon and be like, okay, this is how much this is going to be. Uh, you can kind of calculate, but um, it's a, it literally it's a per product basis. So let's go a little bit deeper. So let's say you're like, so it depends on someone's margin. So let's say their margin is um, after everything is said and done, like meaning Amazon fees come out after the product's been sold type margins, not like before it's sold, but they're coming away with like 30% profit. Mm -hmm. Um, What does that say to you versus a a product that's at 10% or a product that's at like, you know, 75% profit? Or something like that, like higher or lower. What's it tell you? So if if you're low, if your lower profit margins, is that like spend less because you have to be? Yeah. Well, that tells me that what what they most likely are going to be able to afford, right? If they've got um, some backing and they got some you know financial capabilities to spend more, like you can typically, like we can set budgets at the beginning of uh, of running campaigns, but you can tell typically within a week. Okay, this is how much this is going to run on a weekly basis at a buffer and be like, okay, this is the projection now for this full 30 days of collecting the data. So, yeah, but it's, it's, I, I kind of like that. If you know you have a lot more margin, then in my opinion, that I'm going to tell them you need to, you can spend more. You, you can, can spend actually, more because once you can we get those sales, we're going to be looking okay. Yeah. Cause you can afford to. So the quicker that you can get to sales velocity in the, in the algorithm, the better it's going to be for you. So, you, you got that super high margin, let's spend it. Let's put that margin to, to work for you in the data collection mode, right? Um, so that we can trim it down quicker than you. For the for the one that's only got 20% margin, you, that's going to take longer to do. It's going to take longer to get the data. Let's go slower. Otherwise, we're yep. going to be just like leaking money. Exactly. Um, yeah. Understood. Yep. Yep. Okay. Good good stuff, Vince. I think this is really helpful for a lot of people. Sure. Um, sure. Okay. So, so you've got your expectations in line. You've got your mindset right. Mm-hmm. You're in data. You haven't, you know, you haven't said, no, I, I'm not, I can't spend this money. You know, you're like, you're willing to go all in. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you feel like you've got a strong setup with the right mindset. Yeah. What are some other things that maybe a lot of sellers miss or aren't thinking about that can really lead to a lot of efficiencies in your ads? The biggest thing that I think a lot of sellers uh, kind of feel is uh, I'll talk about video again. That video is like kind of out of their reach. Right. So, it's such a huge misconception. So I was looking at one of my client's videos and literally something that she shot herself using and putting the, the product in it's, it's a bike rack, the thing that they sell. I was looking at year to date and it has, it has the highest PPC sales. That's super simple video that she edited herself versus the fancier videos. Cause it's a pretty big brand. So they have some fancier videos and I was like, look at this this is the type of video you guys need to create more. And they're like, oh, cool. We don't have to work so hard. So I think that what I want to say is if you haven't launched video, do it because video is the most powerful, in my opinion, the most powerful campaign type out there. It's got the highest CTR that I've seen. Um, and Amazon keeps iterating on it, right? They keep finding different places to put video. They're adding video onto product detail pages now with sponsored display. Um, so really i kind of feel like launching the right launching new campaign types is another thing too so a lot of um sellers come at it from the perspective of oh this campaign type is new i'm going to wait and see 
No, no, no. If that's when you should jump on it, it's when you should jump because you're you're an early adopter, right? So again, since I was there at the beginning, when video campaigns came out, like I, all my clients, I'm like, we're making videos. <laughs> what do we need to do? Because I need to get them out there, right? And of course, because it's video, they crushed. Well, they crushed it. I did a case study. Amazon. It was up on the Amazon Ads blog. I think it's still there. So I'm a big proponent of early adopters. So that being said. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but there's a brand new campaign type for video where it's right below the search bar. So you're just typing, like you, if you type with the word crutches right now, you'll probably see a video. That's one of my clients. You'll see, you'll see a video and it's like, whoa, that is crazy powerful because it's literally the first thing that you see. Imagine you're on your mobile phone, right? You're doing a search and that's the, because it will fill up the whole screen and it's an autoplay and you're just, boom, you're right there looking at a, at a. Getting like everybody a that's looking product. at that product. Yeah, that's thinking about whatever search term they put in, giving them the ability to, you know, share how it's used, you know, the lifestyle imagery, making sure the shopper can see themselves using the product, three benefits, three features. Um, it's super powerful. So video is one thing that I think, number one, a lot of sellers are intimidated about. Um, Amazon has an Amazon has a video builder now. Uh, I think it's available everywhere. It might just be North America, but they have a really simple video builder in there, some you know, some static images, some graphics. I throw in some music. Doesn't have to be complicated. If you've got a complicated product, yeah, you might need more or super competitive. You might need, you know, more commercial quality type videos, which are there's but still they're worth the investment and be an early adopter because uh, I'm still seeing, you know, some of the search terms I look for, there's literally no videos playing there. And it's because I still find it difficulty finding uh, videos on this, on the detail pages, which is the sponsored, uh, the sponsored display video just launched last fall. So people are not adopting it. So I think that, you know, there's two answers there. One, <laughs> do video if, if you haven't done it yet. If you're, if you're scared of it, there's no reason to be. It can be super simple until you get something more advanced. And number two, be an early adopter of new campaign types. Um, Amazon does a pretty good job of finding out new ways to make money, right? We all know, or maybe, you know, Amazon ads is their largest money earner. It's not the money they get from the sales of products. It's not the, you know, AWS, it's literally Amazon ads. So they're incentivized to make sure that they are going to convert, right? So these, they test these placements out before launching them. And then, um, well, I know that only because I used to work with them. They told me that. So, you know, it, it's not something to be afraid of. Like in other instances, when when, when there's beta on software, yeah, I, I could see that. Uh, and I know this is dealing with your money and your spend, but the upside is you're an early adopter and you get to, if you're, whenever you're an early adopter for anything, you, Amazon looks at you different. Like I've got campaigns running right now that if I launched right now would not perform as well as they as when you launched them. As when I launched them like last year, two years, three years, four years, five years at this point. Like so when you're an early adopter, it it you we don't know how the algorithm works, but it gets you in a really good position. And 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 as long as you're continuing to make sales, Amazon's gonna love you forever. Well I I think age campaigns matter. Absolutely. Uh, like like how old the campaigns are. So think campaign about your, you're in a new campaign type, and you're one of you're one of the early adopters. You're one of the first. Well, yep. your campaign is going to be older than everyone else that starts after you, right? Exactly. So um, mm -hmm. the type of feedback we give clients around, like even if you're trying to dial a campaign down, is like never stop it, right? Yeah. You're never trying to stop it, never pause it because you're going to lose that age. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I get I do that with auto campaigns, right? Because auto campaigns 
when they've been running for years, right? Like you probably got all the terms Learnings. out of what you're going to get. So I'm like, I'm not going to turn it off. It's got that relevance, it's got the history. I'll just turn it into a low bid auto campaign, right? So it just gets all the low hanging fruit, the two o'clock in the morning traffic, right? And it still converts. It doesn't, does it have as many sales as it did in its heyday? No. no. But it's got good sales volume at a very low A cost because it's been running for years, right? So, and you know, if you can look at different campaign types that way, if you've got campaigns running where you're just using category targeting, like you've isolated, I'm just going to run category targeting for, you know, product targeting campaigns. You can kind of do the same thing because category targeting is kind of like, it's always going to be there. It's always going to be showing up. It's kind of like an auto campaign. It's like, you're telling Amazon, well, just feature me in this particular category of, of, of products. So yeah, run it. And you know, if you're using that kind of campaign to pull ASINs from, so you can run it maybe to like a direct, a campaign that directly targets those ASINs, same way you do with ASINs that you pull from an auto campaign. Yeah, eventually over years and years and years, you might be able to re- reduce that product targeting category campaign to like a low bid campaign. And it will get that, you know, low hanging fruit traffic that's that's not prime, but uh, campaign history is a, a huge part of the algorithm. I will say that. I do know that it's a huge part because I've seen it over the past yep. five Same. years. That's, sometimes it's like, look, I don't have something written from Amazon telling me this, like, but 12 years in, I'm like, I don't, I don't really have to have that to tell you that I know it to be true, you know? And so if you've truly been in there operating and tinkering, like for us as a team, um, you know, I I realized early on that there was so much new stuff coming out on Amazon that I had to build a team to be able to keep up. There's just Mm -hmm. no way I could know everything about Mm -hmm. feedback emails and ppc and Mm -hmm. seo and and content and just it was never ending right so i'm like okay cool build a team as quick as i can that can also be learning all these things with me along the way that's great great. like you know i wanted to get your opinions on just because we were talking video Mm -hmm. uh amazon uh inspire right Mm. so that's not paid right now at this time it's not paid media right you're not paying for a sponsored video ad Mm -hmm. but it is, it, it's different than Amazon Live in that it's living like a shoppable feed mm-hmm. uh, on Amazon. And mm-hmm. it's obviously um, following, you know, Instagram Reels, YouTube Shorts, TikTok kind of style. Yeah, uh, like posts following Instagram. Like, <laughs> correct. But think about it. You're an influencer there or you're an Amazon brand that's like, look, I know this isn't as big as TikTok or these opportunities here, but if I figure this out early, Mm-hmm. Right. If I figure out how to how to work with uh, Amazon influencers early mm-hmm. uh, and really dominate the shopping feed, mm-hmm. well, maybe the shopping feed is only ten percent of what sponsored video could be, but it's essentially a tenth of the price, and you dominate that ten percent. Huge yeah. opportunity. Yeah, it's massive. Right? So, it's when people when um, clients ask me about you know those types of things, I'm like, look, if if it doesn't take anything away from or doesn't take any more time to do, like with posts, like. If you're already running uh, an Instagram feed, you're creating content for Instagram, right? Cool. We'll also put it on posts, right? And so now with Inspire, if you're already doing videos, if you're already doing, you know, uh, maybe user-generated content, if you're already doing reels, cool. Now this is a new uh, a new way that you can use it. And I always, the, the problem is I always get the question, well, how is that going to affect my sales? I'm like, well, <laughs> we don't know. We won't know until you get in there. <laughs> there it's, it's when it, when it's, new like that it's like it's all about testing right it's all every well everything with amazon really is testing you know from videos to images yeah if you're not in if you're not in a testing like 
if you don't like mentality. testing, if you don't like A-B testing, if you don't like innovating, pivoting, yeah. uh, iteration, changing iterations of stuff, like honestly, just get off the platform. Like exactly. you're not, we <laughs> don't need you as, as consultants. We don't want to work with you. Honestly, uh, you're <laughs> not going to be happy on this platform anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's just yeah. my, that's, that's my message. Okay. I, it's like, because I have had to let go of a couple of clients because they just did not want to iterate. They just didn't want, they didn't see the need. I'm like, but you need to, or you, you grow or you die. You right? grow or you die. So if Amazon's coming out with all these different ways, you know, all these new campaign types, and you've still got the same title that you, and you haven't tested it once, you still got the same images that you haven't done any A-B testing on. You've got these new creative options for sponsored brands, sponsored display to add images to, but you don't have any lifestyle images to, to include. What does that mean? You're going to fall behind behind the people that are doing those things that are taking advantage of those things. And then that's going to affect your PPC. And then you're going to come and get mad at me. And it's like that. No, you didn't iterate. You, you didn't test. You were doing great, but you, you need to. Iterate. You got comfortable. Like you got too comfortable yeah. and your resistance to change your resistance to uh, yeah, trying something different more money. is, is but killing like, us as a team. <laughs> I'm like, yes, yes. It'll cost money to create videos. Yes. It'll cost money to generate some lifestyle images. But if you don't, you're not, you're, you're going to see your sales basically dry up. Um, it's like, you know, it's like a rental property. Like, you know, just, I like comparing it to other things because it's sure, like, sometimes sure. people just can't get their head out of it, but it's like, you can have a completely rehabbed, you know, rental property. That's just gorgeous. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, five years from then, maybe even one year from then, yeah. right. There's yeah. other fixes you have to make to it. And you might Absolutely. even need not just to get it back to where it was, but it might need to even be better based on, you yeah. know, uh, the, 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 the neighborhood, maybe what was good then isn't good. Now, mm -hmm. um, you have to continue to invest in your, in your business or, or, you, or you had a, you, you painted it like a really popular color, like back when it was popular, like, you know, salmon. And now people look at that color. They're like, what? Ew. They're like, no, no one wants salmon, right? Change the door, <laughs> change the trend. Like, you know, like you, you're having to constantly, like, it'd be like, if I still dress, like, you know, I was born in the eighties, raised in the nineties. Uh, if I still dress like I was stuck in the nineties to each their own. Okay. To each their own. But at the same time, like, you know, I'm trying to market myself, my company, my brand. And like, you know, you're stuck, yeah. uh, you know, you, you're stuck and you'll look stuck, you know, and that's, and that, and that comes across that will come across to the shoppers. If, if you've got a, a landing page, it kind of just looks old. Like the, there's a, there, there is a vibe. There is a vibe that I get when I look at different, uh, uh listings, right. 100%. And an emotional, like, yeah, you know, you feel something and, yeah. and the, you know, the, we're in sales, right? This is sales. Sales is an emotional thing. You're, you're trying to convince a shopper to buy your product amongst a myriad of other products, most likely that are the same. So you got to get them to feel, you know, feel like your product is a better option. That's an emotion. So, and that's why Amazon's done a great job. You can now put video in A plus content, right? I'm like, as soon as I heard that at Prosper, I was like, hey guys, this video needs to go here, 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 and here, right? Yeah. Um, because video tells story, creative still tells story. That's why the A plus content is so popular. That's why the video is so popular. And that's why Amazon, to their credit, like they're iterating on it because it works, because it is emotion. And that's what sells. Yep. Change is hard, but like, if you don't do it, you're going to die, especially as a business. And that's just why I'm saying Amazon's not for you. Me and Vince don't really want to work with you either. Just save us the time and struggle. <laughs> yes, um, <please. laughs> at the same time, I'm so grateful to 
the clients or brands I've had with me along this journey. Some of them I've had seven, seven plus yeah, years, you know, I've been doing too. this like nine years. Um, and the ones committed to testing and innovating and mm -hmm. growing and letting me, letting me sharpen my skills, uh, using their brands, you know, mm -hmm. um, yeah. to learn those things. They've always, I'm saying, Hey, this is a new opportunity. We got to try it. Like, this is what I'm thinking. And I know, yeah. I know those two or three people I'm going to call, but they yeah. also get the benefit of, of, uh, when we do hit those, when we are first mover on something and we hit the sweet spot, like video ads, when we had them mm -hmm. or simply another cost, like this is not tied to ads, but for all the brands that didn't listen to me about being FBM and FBA as a backup, oh, dude. we hit, we hit a, a pandemic, yeah. right? Oh, and yeah. that, that's a moment where I'm like, I told you so. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, and maybe my reasoning before that was like slow check-in times or like, you know, Q4 holiday. Right. I, I obviously didn't see a pandemic. But yeah, I yeah, knew no. that like when foresight. stuff happens, you, you, yeah, foresight. It's um, just, it's a no brainer because especially when you, pandemic aside, you think about Amazon constantly changing quantities, right? That you are allowed to, to put in, right? So if that is constantly in flux, you got to have backup. You got to have FBM as well as FBA. Um, that's pretty much how I sell it is by saying with FBM, you have more control, uh, more control. You know, you can put as much stock in there as you, as you want. If something yeah. happens, it allows us to at least like operate at 30% speed instead of zero or exactly. whatever the case is. And that is, is right? key. If you, if you only got an FBA, you ran out of stock, your campaign shut down, no bueno, right? Because you're no longer in the algorithm, which what, what does that mean? All your competitors are in stock, are in the algorithm, right? And if it's for a long period of time, like I was saying before, if it's too long, you almost got to start over. So so simple have fbm stock in there too right so that that doesn't get shut down and fba as soon as it comes back you know i always get the question well is that going to mess up you know because we can see fba converts better and blah 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 i'm like is it going to stick on fbm i'm like no amazon also knows fba converts better so they're gonna also and it's there it's in there they're gonna prefer that so it's not when the, when the stock comes back in the fba it, it's gonna it's you'll be good. It's going to be fine. It'll go back to the way it was before you ran out of stock. And like, Oh, okay. My crazy thing is just like, you know, a lot of times you're having these conversations with people that might be like on Amazon a year, six months or something. And not to say like, Oh my God, ego, nothing like that. It's just like, yeah. listen, 12 years. That's why you're paying me to be here. Right. You know, I've obsessed about this for not other things, not other things for 12 years, like Amazon and e-com 40 to I'll be on a hundred hours a week. <laughs> for 12 years right we're talking like twenty thousand hours on yeah, the platform wow. yeah even if i can't you're more even if you can't explain it you're like <laughs> even if you can't explain it you're like it's like i'm dialed in like you know yeah. you you know these things without knowing and it's like to go against that advice sometimes it's just it's silly so i'll, I'll stop throwing enough shade because i'm talking to the invisible <laughs> listener that's just bad at change but uh hey, hey this this is a no th th that when talking about e-com in general and not this is an entrepreneurship podcast yeah you need to have a, a mindset of i i'm gonna roll with the flow the changes i'm gonna iterate because if you don't grow you don't you, you die so that is entrepreneurship yeah, like, 101 we're not asking for a hundred percent like change a hundred percent of your ad strategy it's like no but have a 20 percent of your ad strategy your ad budget or whatever the case is that's for r d that's trying new things that's right that's investing in a video that's start mm -hmm. with the little motion graphic or like you know images turned into video and then if it starts doing okay go invest and get the good one you know like there's mm -hmm. 
there's so many ways to go into it. I'm not saying like go extreme, but if you don't have that, like test, 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 uh, reiterate, 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 that's just what Amazon is as a platform. So It it absolutely is. And, and, you know, if you're new to this, you know, connect with people, hire people that are in it. Right. So you don't have to, like you were saying, it's, I get it. I get clients apprehension sometimes because they're not actually in it regularly. They're not in the data. They're not looking at, they don't know. They're not comparing it against any other data, which we are because we see access to, we have access to multiple clients. So we can see trends across different, yeah. account, different countries. Right. So that, but that, that is what, that's why it's so important to align yourself with people that are specialists in, you know, whatever it is that you're looking to do. That again is a, is a key entrepreneur one-on-one lesson, I think. Yeah. I just thought of something shortly. And then I have a question for you as we ratchet, uh, round sure. out. Um, but like through the years, like launching brands internationally, like once the aggregators have come out and the aggregators have pushed so much content, like it's changed so much in the last couple of years, as far as like what everyone knows and like yeah. the amount of what's being spoken about and it's just gone to scale. Right. Yeah. But in, you know, in the early years, like launching in Australia or Japan or Canada or the UK or Germany, um, there wasn't tons of people talking about it. And it was more so like consultants like ourselves being like, Hey, this could be an opportunity. And, you know, a lot of, the, a lot of times the brands of the sellers would be like, well, you know, there's that and there's like, but what is there really a customer market there? And like, you know, it's going to cost extra to get it to the U S and then get it over to Canada or AU. And, you know, yeah. what experience tells me, even in regards to the advertising is I've done a few brands before. Now we've mm-hmm. done quite a few and not sure. Maybe it uh, costs you a little bit more to export. Maybe it takes a little bit Absolutely. more time. Maybe the market's a little bit smaller, but did you know the PPC is a 10th? of what it what it is in the US, you know, at those times when those new markets open up, just yeah. kind of like video ads. Yeah. Um, so all the effort simply comes down and, and you wouldn't know this unless you've done it. But wow, PPC comes in like, I mean, I, I used to think it was broken uh, in Italy and Germany when I first started advertising because right. it was so cheap. I, yeah. I couldn't get it to spend 10 bucks. Like, yeah, you know, it, it was like, it was just like, I struggle the same way looking at the UK even. I'm like, wow, it's, there's still is, is so this much broke? like, you know, is, is this broke? Uh, it's too cheap. Like, you know, so anyway, uh, yeah, as we no. round out, okay. Yeah. If you had to give sellers, like, you know, we've talked about setup, we've talked about some of the key things they're not thinking of, whatever, but like one last, one last tip that mm-hmm. you're like, um, you know, how to really think about, uh, making strategy. your campaigns more effectively, yeah. some, some strategy. And then, and then to, to tune that out, what's one thing that you're working on personally uh, mm-hmm. as Vince Montero, uh, you know, this year that you're working on that you're excited about? <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, tip strategy, and we kind of talked about it, it A-B testing, but I want to take it a little bit further. Um, A-B test based on data that you already have. A lot of people don't look at their at their data and think about it in this way that I'm going to explain. So if you're looking at your data and let's say you see a bunch of long tail keywords that are converting, right? They're not going to get the most amount of sales because they're, they're longer tail uh, keywords. Um, and by that, I mean like, you know, three or four uh, search terms, right? If you see a significant number of, of terms like that, you might want to, and if you can afford it, you might want to break that out and create custom creative that just speaks to that term, right? So uh, a great example I heard at Prosper from my friend, Rob Whitsley of, of Video Fresh is like, let's say you have a, you have luggage and it's foldable, right? And it, it, you know, one of those rollouts, but all your creative in your video doesn't show that feature. It's just listed as a bullet. 
well, let's say you look at your data, your PPC data, whatever it is, and it's and you can see fold foldable or fold out or roller luggage. You've got a, quite a few different variations of that, and that should tell you, oh, if I actually created a campaign that was specific to those long tail keywords and put maybe maybe add some rollout video footage or maybe create a uh, creative for your sponsor brand and your sponsor display campaigns that shows that feature, you can run a campaign just targeting those search terms, right? Or keywords at that point. And you pretty much- Increase your conversion. And you're guaranteed success because you already have the data that speaks to these terms or what is selling. So if I can visually show them that in a video or a creative, you know, A-B testing is key, but I really think that drilling down into your data and then actually starting to think of ways you can A-B test based on what's working is, it, it, to me, that's that's something that I'm looking forward to doing. In, in no, that's that's brilliant. That's brilliant, Vince. And I 100% agree myself mm-hmm. on that tip. Um, I think people like expectations wise is like, if we were doing Facebook or Instagram, like a Facebook, uh, you're paying a Facebook agency to run media for you. Yeah. Um, the main thing with Facebook ads is lots of ad creative, ad creative, ad creative, ad creative, ad creative, the carousel, like, and everyone knows this and isn't aware of this and doesn't think twice. Right. On the Amazon side, because most of the ads use that first main image that they've already paid for, mm-hmm. right? Like that, that first image with the white background, it's like the, they lose the concept of being able to test, 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 test to get different results. A Facebook ad marketer would be like, that's insane to use the same image across all my campaigns. Like, exactly. what are you talking about? Right. But on the Amazon side, we don't think that way because it's kind of like a done for you system. And a lot of times the Amazon sellers that are listening to this or they're thinking this way are not creative themselves. So content is the one thing that they kind of like shy away from, right. you know, or it's like they're hiring it out or it's always a chore or a task mm-hmm. or, or an unnecessary expense, but really mm-hmm. getting your mindset right to understand that simply changing out a photo or adding a custom creative can be the difference in a campaign uh, being being that negative or net positive, you know? Yep. So Massive great tip. tip. Okay. Yeah. And then lastly, something you're working on this year, 2023, that you're just, you're excited about, whether it's whether it's work or, or personal, it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm really excited work-wise, you know, to be working with Mina uh, Elias at Trivium Group. He's got a, a great team there, uh, which I'm now a part of and, and super stoked to be able to, you know, create more content, create more uh, trainings and, you know, get people that are, you know, ready to, you know, jump into having somebody else manage their PPC, you know, Trivium is a great uh, option out there. So super stoked about that. Personal, uh, kind of told you this earlier, I'm super excited for a trip to Australia that I have coming up and at the end of the year, going to Mount Uluru, which is kind of a sacred place to the Aboriginal people. So I'm trying to go to a sacred place like once a year for the next few years. I was in Machu Picchu last fall. So I'm kind of, kind of super stoked. I love traveling to begin with, but it helps so much to have something. I think, I think something to look forward to. That's like a little ways out there. One of the things that really hit me in the pandemic was simply anything that you might've thought was going to happen could cancel at any moment. You know, you think you're going to get chicken fingers at at Kane's Kane's (laughs) drive through or something. And then they're just like, we don't have chicken fingers today, just the toast, you know? So it was like, it was this like expectation killer kind of thing. And, you know, you just like couldn't even get excited about stuff because it would get canceled or moved or, um, and I started looking at just like, what do I have to be excited about? Oh, getting up and working tomorrow, you know, like, and so, I think sometimes even those trips or those shows or those events or those conferences, like simply yeah. having it a ways out is like really healthy and good for you to just like, 
you know, build up anticipation. I know, totally. I know we talked about like keeping expectations low so that you're just happy with whatever. Sure. But there's also this like added benefit of really looking forward to something Absolutely. Um, that I yeah. think makes it a little bit more special. Yeah. Um, do you think you're going to, you think you'll do any kind of like uh, Amazon events while you're in Australia or is that not something that's crossed your mind yet? You know what? I haven't even looked. Uh, I have friends out there. I have a client out there, uh, two of which are I have a friend and a client in Perth. So I'm, I'm, I am building it into as a business trip as well, cool, cool. Uh, which is if you can do that, that's awesome for tax purposes. But no, uh, I haven't actually thought about that in Australia show. I, I will take a look at that after this call, actually. Maybe, maybe get a little bit of your trip paid for if you plan it right. So I yeah. don't know, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, that was awesome, Vince. You've been uh, a source of knowledge. Um, really appreciate you being on the show. And, yeah, um, and if spending people want to find us. me, just find me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm pretty much one of the only Vince Monteros out there, I think. But uh, yeah, Vincent. Oh, yeah, it's Vincent Montero. It's Okay. Uh, and we'll have all of his links all. in uh, the show notes as well. Uh, it, it, for anyone that's, you know, looking uh, at the show, either um, cool. on Spotify or Apple iTunes, they'll be able to see your links. And um, shout out again to our sponsor, Fullscale.io. Do you need to hire software engineers, testers, or leaders? Let Fullscale help you do the job. They have the people in the platform to help you build and manage a team of experts. When you visit Fullscale.io, all you need to do is answer a few questions, then let the platform match you up with fully vetted, highly experienced team of software engineers, testers, and leaders. At Fullscale, they specialize in building long-term teams that work only for you. Learn more when you visit Fullscale.io. Vince, thanks for being on the show, and Hustlers, we'll see you next time. Sounds good. Thanks, Andrew. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.